We want to thank you, first of all, for being here with us today. And we thank the Lord for also being here. Uh, Brother Derek, um, please keep an eye out. Um, if you see anyone uh, of our friends, my kingdom connections, uh, bring them to the stage, if you would, please. Um, we are going to get started right away. I'm going to ask my wife, the lovely Lady Ebon, kick us off in an opening prayer. And right after that, we're going to get right into it. Amen. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we love you this morning. We just appreciate you. We bless your name, O oh Lord. We thank you for another opportunity to be in your presence. We thank you, Lord, for the very breath of life that you have given unto us. And even opportunity to be, to come to your presence, Lord. See, blessed is the man that whom thou causest to approach unto you. Lord, you have caused us to approach unto you this morning. Lord, even as we have come to hear even the word of the Lord and to admonish one another, to listen one to another in conversation concerning this topic, the demonstration of the power of God, signs and wonders in the kingdom, kingdom demonstration. We want to see, Lord, your revelation of this kingdom demonstration of the power. Father, in this room, enlighten us. Give us the wisdom. Give us the power. Give us the knowledge that we need, Lord, to understand what we need to know about signs and wonders. And Lord, above all, to put you above signs and wonders, that the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ will cover the whole earth that the earth be full of the knowledge of the glory of God. We thank you for this opportunity. And Lord, as we present to you, Lord, I present to you the man of God, even my husband, Pastor Yato, as he's going to be digging into the word of God and he's going to be teaching and bringing out gems of this word. We pray, Lord, that you illuminate his mind with your word. And let the Holy Spirit guide and lead him as he brings out this word. And hear us also. And those that are going to contribute today, Lord, that the Holy Spirit guide and lead us in our conversation. Let our conversation, Lord, be with, with smooth honey. Lord, that the hearer also will be edified. That everyone that listens will be edified as we speak. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 I'm good. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Good morning and good afternoon again. Welcome, everyone. And uh, feel free to uh, uh, share the room, invite your friends, ping them in, and uh, let's get right to it. The Lord is good. Amen. Well, the topic, first of all, you are in with us. Here in the Walking with God Club. What's the club all about? Well, we pattern the club after a man called Enoch that walked with God. And God took him. There was something that he figured out. You know, and uh, the, the revelation and the, 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 the knowledge of God that he acquired 
the desire, the pursuit after the things of God caused him to get closer and closer to that light. And we believe that one day when he was completely changed into light, he was gone. For God is light and in him is no darkness at all. But that's not our topic today. We've been teaching that here on Clubhouse for many, many weeks. Uh, you know, that's not our topic today. Today, our topic is miracles, signs, and wonders. Kingdom demonstration with power. I'm sure when you saw the title, some things came to mind. And, you know, I'm going to get right into it. In the book of Luke, chapter 24, verse 49. You know, Jesus, you know, about... Just before he left, gave uh, certain instructions to his disciples. And one of those instructions is right here. He said, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Well, endued with power from on high was what he really promised them. You know, what they were expecting. So they gathered together, as you know the story in Acts chapter 1, you know, after the Lord was taken up, you know, and then they gathered together in Acts chapter 2, we are told that, you know, they were all in one accord in this upper room place and expecting the endowment of power. Now, let us get uh, this right away clear in our heart. They were not expecting to speak with tongues. They were expecting the endowment of power. That's what they were looking for. And they were there. Because that's what Jesus promised. You know. And uh, when they were waiting. they I don't think any one of them really knew what was going to happen. I mean Jesus did promise all kinds of things. You know. He also talked about. These signs shall follow them that believe. In Mark. Each one of these gospel writers had a little different you know, recollection or account of the things they remembered and they said various things. Mark said it a little bit differently. You know, Matthew said it a little bit differently, but all pointed to the same thing. You know, Jesus gave that commission, which we call the Great Commission, go out, preach the gospel, you know, in all the world and so forth, teach them, disciple them. I mean, one person said preach the gospel, another person said, you know, disciple them. You know, another person said, you know, wait for the endowment of power. But we put it all together. We see it was the same thing. This sign shall follow them that believe in Mark chapter 16. You know, they will also lay hands on the sick and heal the sick and all the wonderful things that Jesus said. So anyway, while they were waiting, the Bible says there was a rushing mighty wind that came and filled the house where they were all seated and clothing tongues of power. Or fire, well, power too. <laughs> fire appeared unto all of them. And then they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know, but what we see after that was that there was an endowment of boldness. There was power. There were various things that happened to them, you know, and, and so forth. But before we get there, you know, I just threw that one out there. Let's go back to the beginning. The beginning where Jesus, the beginning of the gospel of the kingdom, where Jesus would send forth his disciples and the kinds of things that he told them. You know, so we know that the Bible says that Jesus Christ himself, 
the summary when Luke was writing about it in Acts chapter 10 and 38 said, Jesus Christ himself was anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. Now that power always goes with that Holy Ghost, uh, the, you know, the receiving of that Holy Ghost. That's, that's part of what I'm bringing out today. That has been lost because today when people are looking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they are only concentrating on speaking with tongues. You know, as a matter of fact, some people think that speaking in tongues is what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. And it could be nothing further from the truth. <laughs> you know, that had nothing, it is so far from the truth, the endowment of power, you know, which is now lost because people just focus on speaking with tongues. As a matter of fact, some people, when they are being prayed for to speak, you know, to, to receive the Holy Spirit, they're actually being prayed for to speak with tongues. And that is why there has been no power, you know, no demonstration of the kingdom and people just speak in tongues, you know. So, uh, speaking in tongues is great. You know, Jesus did say they will speak in tongues, but that's not the endowment of power. A lot of tongue speaking believers have no power in their lives, you know, and they just speak with tongues, you know. So, let's forget that one. I'm not talking about that today. I'm talking about the demonstration of a Holy Spirit and power. That's what we're talking about. So let's read some scriptures and then we're going to give, I'm going to give some real life, you know, uh, uh, testimonies. But let, let's read some scriptures. See how that in the beginning of the gospel, how Jesus commissioned the disciples, you know, to, to go out. We're going to take various accounts. You know, I've already, you know, I've already alluded to the account in Mark, but I'm going to take an account in Matthew. I'm going to take an account in Luke. I'm even going to take an account in John. Let me see how this, you know, each one of these people brought out, you know, various aspects. In the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verses 7 and 8, when Jesus sent out his disciples, you know, here's what he said. He said, as ye go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, so the kingdom of heaven is at hand again today. You know, that's where, you know, the kingdom movement is becoming popular Again, you know, we are saying that we are actually in the kingdom of heaven now and we don't need to still be saying it's coming. It was coming 2,000 years ago. It's here now. But the time of the promise, the time of the fulfillment of the Daniel chapter 2 prophecy where he said there will be a stone cut out of the mountain without hands. It looks small at first, but then it grows to fill the whole earth. And in verse 43, it says that this stone will smash that image, you know, and it will, it will, I mean, the kingdom that will be established in the days of those kings, God will set up a kingdom which will be established, which will not be left to other people, but it's going to smash all those kingdoms that have been from the beginning. And that mystery of iniquity, it will be destroyed and this kingdom will be established. Now, the preaching of this kingdom, we see that in the scriptures that we're about to read, was always accompanied by signs and wonders, not just talk. Signs and wonders accompanied the preaching of the kingdom. So in Matthew chapter 10, when Jesus sent them out, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Look at all the things he said. He didn't even say pray for the sick. He said, heal the sick. That's right. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead even. Cast out devils. 
<laughs> you know, you don't need to be negotiating with the devil. He's there in anywhere you see devils. They are there illegally. They don't belong. Cast them out. Freely you have received, freely give. You know, so he, he went through all of that. He put it right out there. In the book of Luke chapter 10, this is Luke's own account. Luke said, you know, uh, something almost similar, you know, when Jesus sent them out. Luke chapter 10, again, you know, uh, we see it in verse 9. He said, you know, heal the sick that are daring. In this case, we're talking about, you know, any city you go into and all that stuff. If they receive you and all that. But he, let me just, this one verse says, heal the sick that are therein and say unto them, the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. Now again, you see that the kingdom of, the message of preaching of the kingdom is associated with demonstration of healing the sick, you know, and working miracles, you know. So not just to say the kingdom of God is at hand and then, then what? You know, what happens, you know, after the kingdom of God is at hand? You got to show them something different than what they had seen before. You know, is the way these writers of the Gospels related this. You know, so here's a very important concept that I want to bring out. And it will be the theme throughout this today. In the book of John, chapter 4 and verse 48, Jesus said to him, he said, except you see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. Now, this was somebody, you know, who had come, a nobleman, they said, you know, his son was sick and so forth, Capanon and all that. He had come to Jesus, say, hey, look, you know, come and beseech my son. I mean, come and heal, beseech Jesus, come and heal my son. It's at the point of death. And then Jesus made a very profound statement here except ye see signs and wonders ye will not believe now that means that signs and wonders is so powerful and is so critical in the uh, demonstration of the kingdom in actually in Acts chapter 4 you know after you know some of the apostles you know were preaching and they were arresting them and different things like that. Listen to what, you know, they said among themselves. These were the, these were the leaders that were trying to, you know, arrest them, trying to put them out, trying to make sure that they don't preach this gospel. You know, that's what they were trying to do. And listen to it in chapter uh, four of Acts. And let's read from verse 15. You know, but when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, these were the council, the Sanhedrin, and all these people that were arresting the apostles for preaching in the name of Jesus. They put them out for a while, and then they said among themselves, after they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle had been done by them, you know, is manifest to all that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. I mean, this was the miracle of Peter and John, you know, going to the temple and healing that man that was there, wherein, we, you know, the story is so popular and famous even to today. Silver and gold have I known, such as I have, I give unto thee, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. You know, the aftermath of that is what we are seeing here. But look at the statement they said, you know, that a miracle, a notable miracle has been performed. We cannot deny. 
So miracles, signs, and wonders cannot be denied. You know, so let's put that one right out there. You know, people may argue, you know, they, you know, they, they argue, you know, when you preach and so forth like that, but they cannot deny miracles, signs, and wonders. Yes, you know, the Sanhedrin said it himself. And here's what Jesus said in John chapter 10. He said, look, verse 30, uh, verses 37 and 38. He said, if I do not the works of my father, then believe me not. <laughs> you know, so Jesus is saying, look, if I don't do the works, don't even believe me. All right. Don't believe me. But if I do, even though you believe not me, which means you, even though you don't believe what I'm saying, believe the works. You know, this is, I mean, this is, these things are so important. The, the importance that Jesus puts on these things, you know, this is not for, I mean, they're not talking to, they're not talking to believers here. They're talking to the people that we are trying to impact by the gospel of the kingdom. You know, this is how you're going to make real impact. They may not believe what you are saying, but if you have the demonstration of power, like Jesus is saying here, even if you don't believe what I'm saying, but believe because of the works that you may know and believe that the Father has, you know, sent me. I mean, the Father and the Father and Him and all that. You know, so, you know, if we're trying to preach this gospel of the kingdom and people don't believe, then we have to demonstrate it with power. You know, that, and even if they don't believe, what you are saying, when they see the demonstration of the power, this is the principle that Jesus is laying out here. You know, in Matthew chapter 11, you know, we know that, you know, John the Baptist, he sent while he was in prison and so forth, you know, he sent, uh, you know, some of his disciples, you know, he says, now when John had heard in, you know, in prison, the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples you know, to him. This is uh, Mark ch Matthew chapter 11, verses 2 to about 5 that I'm reading. You know, and he said, you know, are thou he that should come or should we look for another? You know, so Jesus didn't really answer the question that, yes, I'm the one that is to come or no, I'm not the one that is to come. He said, look, <laughs> it's almost like, you know, maybe Jesus stopped and then he healed some more sick, he cast out some more devils, he, he opened some more blind of the eyes and so forth. His response was, look, the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear again, the dead are raised, and all these things, and the poor have the gospel preached unto them. These are the things I'm doing. So you decide whether I am that one or not. You know, but look at the way that Christ brought it out. You know, the signs and wonders to match what Isaiah chapter 61 said. Now, this was how he declared the opening of his ministry in Luke chapter 4, when he went to the temple, found the place where it was written, you know, of him, of course. In the book of Isaiah, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel, to do all these things, which is quoting here. And he said, go tell John the things that you see. Now, so we see that this is the evidence of the real preaching of the kingdom message. The gospel of the kingdom must be backed up by the demonstration of the Holy Ghost and power. Even Paul himself, in the book of First Corinthians, you know, chapter two, you know, he says to the people, "Look, you know, I don't want to come to you, you know, just preaching with words and stuff like that." You know, he said in in uh, John in First Corinthians chapter two, verse four, he said, 
My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. You know, you can use all these words and so forth. But it was with the demonstration of the spirit and of power. You know, so that must always be there. So that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Although, you know, we speak the wisdom of God among them that are perfect and so on and so forth. Yet it's not the wisdom of this world, he said. You know, so we see that all these things are so critical. And Jesus put it all together, you know. And in the same Acts chapter 4, going back to where, you know, after they uh, put the disciples out and said, they, you know, we can't deny this miracle. The disciples, they went and prayed, you know, after they were released. And they prayed again for the power of a Holy Spirit to come back on them. You can read that in Acts chapter 4. You can read from verses 29. You know, this, these were the same people that had received, you know, the uh, rushing mighty wind, the cloven tongues of fire, you know, and so forth. You know, just a couple of chapters earlier, they had had tremendous, you know, Peter had had tremendous power to witness to a crowd that out of which 3,000 were saved and all kinds of things were just going on. They were healing the sick, you know, Peter and John healed that sick. But when they threatened them, you know, and they felt threatened, they went back to the source and they went back to the source. And when they went back to the source, he said, Lord, now behold, there are threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with boldness we may speak thy word. You know, now that is speaking their word. You know, remember, that's what Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 when he was living. He said, but ye shall receive power and ye shall be my witnesses. You know, so the power comes to be a witness. But to be an effective witness, you must have that power. The power of the Holy Ghost. You know, and we must know that we need to concentrate when we are asking for the Holy Ghost. We need to concentrate on the endowment with power. Not speaking with tongues, but the endowment with power, you know, which is what is missing. And now, behold, they are threatening. Grant to thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. By stretching forth thine hand to heal. And that signs and wonders may be done in the name of thy holy child, Jesus. This is what it's all about. You know, how are we going to be effective in our administration? You know, we need signs and wonders. This is what the apostles prayed about. And God answered that prayer. When they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled again with the Holy Ghost. Now, some of us need that again experience. Some of us have been baptized for many years. We speak in tongues, but there is no power. You need this again experience. This was the same people that were filled. It's not a one-time experience, folks. They were filled again with the Holy Spirit. And they were all filled again with the Holy Spirit, he says, and they began to speak the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed, you know, and so forth, you know, they saw that power. They saw the demonstration. Why? Because it says right here in verse 33, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord. You know, so was it just speaking that they were speaking no they were demonstrating the power and listen to this also in acts chapter 6 we see a young man that was called stephen 
He was actually one of the seven that was appointed to serve tables. Tables. You know, because the original apostles said, look, we, you know, we don't have time. All the widows are complaining and all this thing, daily administration and so forth. He said, look, we don't have time for that. We need to concentrate on this, getting this gospel of the kingdom up. So why don't you appoint to yourself seven men that are full of the Holy Ghost and so on and so forth. Put them in charge of this business so that we can give ourselves to the ministry of the word and to prayer. Well, Stephen and Philip were two of those that were such appointed. Now, in the book of Acts chapter 6 verse 8, the Bible says that this same Stephen being appointed to be what you might call either a deacon or a server of tables or handling of the widows or this and that. You know, but they were full of the Holy Ghost. Now, Stephen was not a five-folder <laughs> or whatever you call we call it these days. He was none of that. He wasn't even in the circle of the apostles. But he understood what it meant to have this, you know, to be able to give the demonstration to preach this gospel of the kingdom. He understood what it meant. And the Bible says that what it meant. And the Bible says that in Acts chapter 6 and verse 8, you know, Philip, I mean, sorry, First, I'm, I'm going to come to Philip later, but let me do uh, Stephen first. Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. He didn't need to be on the pulpit. He didn't need to be one of the apostles. He didn't need to be one of the five folders. You know, he, he went among the people. He didn't go to the temple to do it. He went among the people. And he did great wonders and miracles. Now, this is somebody that you might call, I don't know what they would call them, this day, layman or whatever. They're not even, you know, anything that anybody looked upon. But this is the effect of having the Holy Ghost. These were men that were full of the Holy Ghost and full of power. And listen to, you know, you go down two chapters uh, later, you see Philip. Now, this is not Philip the apostle. You know, this is Philip the deacon. You know, he was in the same group with uh, with Stephen, those seven that were appointed, you know. And this is what happened to Philip, you know, in uh, Acts chapter 8, verse 6. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them, <laughs> you know. Now, but you know, let's see how he did this preaching of Christ. He preached Christ to them. And uh, people with one accord... See, remember, you will not believe until you see signs and wonders. The people of Samaria, with one accord, gave heed unto those things which Philip said, because, why? He hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out. And many that were possessed with them, and many that were taken with pulses, you know, paralyzed the lame, you know, wheelchairs. I mean, he cleaned out the wheelchairs. You know, they were healed. You know, and, and there was great joy in that city. And this was Philip. This was even, even one of the apostles. This was Philip. But this is how, when you are full of the Holy Ghost, this is how we preach the gospel. They preach Christ unto them, and the people believe because, not just because of his preaching, but because they saw the demonstration of the Holy Ghost and power. And others were hearing the report. They said, wow, something is happening over there. Hearing and seeing the miracles, and they came. Unclean spirits, all kinds of things, cleaning out the wheelchairs, and doing all these things. They that were lame were healed. 
there was great joy in that city, you know, and so forth. And finally, they brought in the apostles, you know, and so on. You know, I mean, it wasn't Peter, it wasn't the apostles that did his miracles. You know, they came later. <laughs> it was God through Philip because he was full of the Holy Ghost and power. And when he was, you know, in the midst of all that revival, if you want to call it, going on in that city, that demonstration of power and Holy Ghost and everything, God said to Philip, get away from there and <laughs> go into the desert. Now, this is what people who are full of the Holy Ghost and power do. They listen to the commandments of the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus said, this commandment I have received of my father to lay down my life and to take it up and to give eternal life to whomsoever, you know, the father has chosen, whosoever I will. And Jesus himself, he did the same thing. One day he was about to heal a blind man. And instead of healing him right there, he took him out of the city before he did that. Well, perhaps that's what the father showed him, you know, because the son can do nothing except what the father showed him. Now, Today, if it was us, we would have argued with the Holy Ghost that you know, I got this whole miracle going on. I got a rockers here in, in Samaria. Why should I leave this place and go to the desert? God did not have to explain. These people were led by the Spirit. Romans 8 and 14. As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. These people are led by the Spirit. They knew how to obey God. That's why there was power in their lives. You know, Philip just momentarily, I mean, just summarily left that place because the Holy Ghost said so. And he went into the bush, <laughs> you know, left all that happening and everything. He didn't, wasn't looking for fame. If he was looking for fame, he would stay there so that when the apostles came, they say, yeah, Philip, you are the one that did this. No, he left the place because the Holy Ghost told him. And he went into the bush. And when he went to the bush, you know, the rest of the story, you know, the eunuch and so forth from Ethiopia. You know, joined himself to his chariot, preached Christ again to that one and so forth. And know what happened? That guy carried the gospel to Africa. You know, and my goodness, God rewarded Philip after that for that obedience with supernatural and human transportation. You know, which some of the apostles could not even claim that they had experienced. Peter couldn't claim it. Philip was supernaturally transported physically from one place to another, <laughs> you know, bodily transportation, Philip ex experienced, and he wasn't one of the five folders, these are signs, these are miracles, these are wonders, you know, bodily transportation is a wonder, <laughs> you know, that's a wonder, <laughs> you know, I mean, how many people can claim today, you are sitting in, you are sitting in your room, you know, I'm sitting right here in my office, in my room, and boom, I'm transported, I find myself in, in Nigeria, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Philip experienced it, those are wonders, folks, Signs, miracles, and wonders. These are the things that people were experiencing. Now, we said a lot, you know, but let me bring it back to this, that miracles cannot be denied. Miracles cannot be denied. We need to remember that. In anything that, as we're preaching this gospel, you must remember that the gospel, of the, and in fact, any kind of gospel that has no demonstration of a power, with signs and wonders, is at best weak stuff. You know, you can get that weak stuff out of here. Devil doesn't, it's not impressed by that. You know, it's not impressed because you don't have the power. That's what happened to the seven sons of Siva. You know, all they had, heart, you know, uh, had was, you know, they've heard about the preaching of Paul. So they, they tried to do the same. But they didn't have the power, you know. And they said, well, you know, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, come out of there. And the devil said, you know, 
Jesus we know. Paul we know. But who are you guys? <laughs> you know, it's not just preaching. You know, this thing is not just a byword. You know, we, we are here. We thank God for what God is doing. The movement of the gospel, the message of the kingdom is coming back. But it's not just wearing a badge, folks. It's not just, you know, uh, you know, some kind of cliche on some kind of byword. If we don't have the demonstration of the power of God, it's just talk. And we need to get out of these clubhouse rooms. You know, I'm not saying don't come. Of course, if you didn't come, you won't be here today. But I'm saying that when you leave these clubhouse rooms, go into the marketplace, go into the world and demonstrate the kingdom. This is what it's all about. You know, we got to go just like Philip and uh, Stephen. They got to go. They heard the apostles preach. They, they received the Holy Ghost, but they didn't stop there. They didn't just go next day, also go to the temple and all that's all they did. No, they went out into the people and they did signs and wonders oh my goodness you know what are you doing what's your testimony where are the signs and wonders in your life of after you have received the power of the holy ghost many people say we have the holy ghost well you have the holy ghost what do you have to show for it you know what do you have to show for it you can speak in tongues well that's good devils can speak in tongues too but you know we need the power of god the power of god you know to cast out devils, to do these things, these miracles and signs. And there's a difference between miracles as difficult between signs and wonders. All these things are there. You know, I gave you an example of a wonder. You know, you know, it's a wonder. It's not a sign that that uh, Philip was doing. So it was a wonder that God did for him. Bodily transportation. There's also signs. There's also miracles. You know, miracles are for the people. Miracles are for you know. Listen to what. Uh, what it says in John chapter 16. This same John, I mean, sorry, Mark chapter 16. This same Mark chapter 16, which we all quote, you know, that he sent them to preach the gospel and all that. You know, listen to it, what it says at the end, the very last verse. Say, and they went forth and preached everywhere. See, but that's not the end of the sentence. The Lord walking with them and confirming the word with signs following these signs shall follow now so we don't go and preach signs we go and preach christ we go and preach the message of the kingdom because this gospel of the kingdom must be preached you know we preach that but then god will bring signs following you know and we're not following after signs we're not seeking after signs no but it's part of the gospel we can't put the cart before the horse first we preach christ and who is Christ? He is the king. You know, he spoke before Pilate. You know, they asked him, are you a king? He said, well, thou sayest, my kingdom is not of this world. You know, but he's, something is happening where he's going to establish that kingdom. Fast forward to the end of the book. It's happening now. At the end of the book, in Revelation 11 and 15, after the seventh angel sounded, here is the declaration that was made. And the kingdoms of this world have now become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. That is the end game. <laughs> That's where we're going, folks. And so we are in that process right now. But in order to carry the people along, we have to do it with demonstrate. Remember, in order to carry the people along, we have to do it with the demonstration of a power of God. Where the people will say, look, even if we don't believe, we cannot deny these miracles. Jesus said it himself. You don't believe my words, 
Well, believe because of the works that I do. You got to believe because of the works that I do. In order so that you may understand that the Father has sent me, that I am in him, and he is in me. By the grace of God Almighty, you know, when I first received, this is now a personal testimony, and it's my testimony, you know, so nobody can say what. <laughs> it's my testimony. Everyone has their own testimony. When I first received the Holy Ghost in my earlier 20s, you know, there was a movement of God that God sent into my country back then. And I was privileged to be a part of it. I am so thankful. This was in Nigeria back in the 70s. I was, I'm so thankful. You know, I was just coming out. I was just in high school. I received the Holy Ghost. It was amazing. You know, right off the bat, just a year or so later, you know, the Lord called me into the ministry. <laughs> You're talking about 1974. And by the grace of God, I've been preaching Christ and teaching this word since then. What with signs and wonders, folks. It's got to be with signs and wonders. I remember even as a young man, I mean, all kinds of miracles. And this is what I'm going to show you what miracles do, which I have experienced myself. You know, I was in college, you know, what you might call a junior college, uh, community school and so forth. And those who are in Nigeria, they may know the place that called Federal School of Science. I was there, you know, and we had some miracles that turned the whole campus, campus to Christ, you know, because of miracles and signs and wonders. You know, we had, you know, there was a, a, a man there that was born deaf and dumb. And he had this uh, bicycle cart where he sold, you know, some drinks and refreshments and so forth. And every, you know, people would just come to him and sign, you know, with sign what they wanted and sign and so forth. They couldn't, he couldn't speak, you know, but he was there. His name was Sam and he sold this product called Samco, uh, milk and chocolate and all these things. And for years he was there. The one year, the one year, I was only in that campus for one year, actually less than one full year. The one year that I was there, we witnessed some tremendous power that changed that campus forever. One day, <laughs> this man, he came in, we had a fellowship group there. And this man came to our fellowship, my goodness. And after the power of God struck him, he was healed. He ran out of that place singing, shouting, and praising God. This was somebody who had never spoken. Run around the campus. Everybody knew him because he was the only one that had that little shop, you know, uh, you know, uh, cart where he sold things and everybody patronized him. They kind of liked him. He was a good guy, but he never spoke. He couldn't hear. He ran out of that place, was singing, dancing, <laughs> shouting and so forth. I mean, that thing brought revival to that school because everybody said, what is going on? This man has never spoken. <laughs> People started coming to the fellowship <laughs> after that. Look. Miracles, signs, and wonders are real. There are, there are so many more that I can tell you. And there are people on this platform that can tell you the same because they, they were there. You know, and, uh, you know, but I, I'm not going to go into all of it, but I'm going to tell you that miracles, signs, and wonders are real. These things brought power. You know, we were having this fellowship one day and I went, I left the place, I went to the bathroom. I was a young man, you know, and, uh, there was two other, two other men, young boys, um, guys there in the bathroom. And, uh, you know, that time we were having the fellowship in, inside the building, in, in some classroom. And one, one guy said to his fellow, he said, this scripture union folks have started again. There was a group called scripture union back in Nigeria then. 
all they did was preach, but they had no power. They just preach, preach, preach. And they were even denying passing the Holy Spirit back then. And so this guy said this, they used to call them SU for short, scripture, you know. Said so these SU folks have started again because they could hear the music in the background. The, the other guy said, no, these guys are not SU. <laughs> These ones have some power. <laughs> and I was in the bathroom yesterday. <laughs> I said, my goodness. He said, look, these ones are not SU. These are power. And I said, now that's what you're talking about. You know, so this is, you know, you demonstrate, you make a difference. And I'll tell you something too. That happened in those, in those, uh, in those, in those fellowships. There was not only miracles, you know, people were healed. There was a man that crawled one day. He crawled, you know, he was a lame man, crawled on his hand and feet, you know, to come to the fellowship. You know, when the fellowship was getting too big, we moved it out of the school, moved to, you know, some clear land close, you know, outside close to, the, the, we had a beach there at that time. And this man crawled all the way from the street, crawled into that meeting, <laughs> you know, his hands on the knees and everything. You know, crippled man, you know, because, you know, I don't know how he heard. He left that place on his feet, straight up on his feet that day. We had, you know, all kinds of miracles, you know, signs and wonders. We had a lecturer back then who was really mean. I mean, she was mean. I mean, one day she even threw me out of the class. <laughs> you know, I mean, she was really mean. She, you know, back then, I mean, Nigerian women, they didn't even, you know, they didn't wear slacks. She wore slacks. She smoked. She cursed. She did all kinds of things. You know, one day, one of us invited her. I don't know. She had, he had favor with her. Invited her to one of our fellowships. <laughs> she got converted. In fact, the whole school knew about it because they knew who she was. You know, who she was. She opened her office. She even opened her home. And she was married to the secretary of transportation in that state. You know, that time she opened her home, that things people started to say, if, if this life of this woman can change by the gospel, we'll believe it. Those are signs. Those are wonders. We had hunchbacks healed. We had all kinds of things. We didn't have even crazy person healed. A crazy person. I mean, I'm talking crazy lunatic person that was on the street. You know, my wife and I, we were not even married then. We we're going on the street in Lagos in a place called Racecourse. You know, this was, you know, this man was there. He had his, he had his domain. Nobody passed by that place. Nobody. If you passed by there, he jumped out of the rocks. He tore you to pieces. He tore your clothes off and everything. <laughs> you know, and then we were going around that place. And I know that that guy is over there. And I wanted to just safely cross to the other side of the street just to make sure that we were safe, <laughs> you know. And the Holy Ghost was right in my face. And he said, you got to be kidding. You know, this is somebody that needs deliverance. And you go back out there and set the man free. You know, and I obeyed. And I told my wife, you stay over there now. <laughs> you know, and I crossed over back to the other side of the street. But she didn't stay over there. She came be behind me. And this man came out at me. <laughs> Just like he does to everybody. You know, wild and everything. You know, and he you know, was trying to attack me. And I raised up my hand. I can't remember my exact words, but I said something like, In the name of Jesus, come out of him, you foul and unclean spirits. You know, this man had been there for years, terrorizing the whole place. <laughs> you know, I mean, there was this unclean smell and everything that came out of him. <laughs> you know, and he just rolled his eyes and said, fell down short of me. And a few minutes passed, I don't know how long. And then he said, you know, 
And then he said, uh, then he came to himself and said, what's happening? Where am I? <laughs> you know, where am I? And so we said, well, look, you know, you, God just delivered you. He didn't even know what happened. You know, we took him from that place. We took him to the, uh, Salvation Army group, just, uh, you know, a few miles away from that place. Got him all cleaned up. This man had been on the street for years. Got him all cleaned up. He was in his right senses. <laughs> you know, we brought him to the fellowship the next time. My goodness, that just cut out the place. One young man, I heard that testimony. He went out and jumped out. I said, I got to go find some crazy people to heal. <laughs> That's the impact of the gospel with signs and wonders, folks. I can go on and on and on. We would have meetings. People would bring their curious acts. You know, and, you know, talisman and all these things and so far. You talk about demonic powers. I mean, people talk about, you know, I hear some, you know, theory here in America about all this. I have seen it for real. I have seen people, you know, we're praying for a young, a, a young woman who, who used to work in the same place with, with, with my, with my wife. I mean, we weren't married then and we were praying for her. She was bound by the powers of the devil. I mean, I seen her levitated in my eyes like this, levitated up three, about three feet from the ground. It wasn't the power of God. It was the devil. And then when she was delivered, she didn't even know any of that happened. I have seen deliverance. We will cast out devils out of people and so forth. You know, all kinds of things. I'll tell you what. Signs and wonders are real. And therefore, the gospel. I even had an experience, you know, where, you know, after praying for somebody, you know, who was in a, an occulty group, after setting them free in in a one in one of the dorms that day, the whole group, you know, many of them gave their lives to Christ. And I went into a building where you dared not pass through, you know, and uh, all these huge guys were standing around, a very small guy, you know, and I was passing through, and when they saw me, something had happened earlier. They recognized me, and they all stood still, and I said, we're going to pray for this man. They were initiating this young man. And he was rolling on the ground and so forth. He grabbed my knees and grabbed my ankle and said, pray for me. And I walked away because he had been invited to the fellowship before and he didn't come. So I walked away and he grabbed me again, called me and I said, say, what are you asking? <laughs> and he cried out. All the people that were trying to initiate him were standing around. And I said, gentlemen, I need to pray for this man. And they, they snuffed out their cigarettes and so forth like that. And I, I had been told before that if you went through that place to get to your own dorm room, right? You know, I had another way to go, but I decided to go through there, that they would beat the living whatever out of you, you know, so. And then they all put their hands down, they snuffed out their cigarette, you know, I, I spoke and commanded the, those evil spirits and those unclean things and concoctions that he had put into, come out of him in the name of Jesus. This man, he did, he just did some drama. Ran out of there, went to the bathroom, the things that came out of him, I can't even say it on this line. You know, he got cleaned up. He denounced that group. He came to the fellowship. Many of the people that were in that group follow him and so on. <laughs> Miracles are real. Signs and wonders are real. Fast forward to some years ago. I was in a place, you know, in uh, Tanzania. I was there to preach in a crusade, you know, and after this, this will be my last testimony. I'll yield the mic. You know, I was there to preach, you know, crusade and stuff like that. And it was a place, you know, it was a Muslim, it was actually a Muslim capital of the place in Dar es Salaam. And they were having this Muslim uh, 
festival during that time. And there was all kinds of demonic activity going in that place. And people were told us, told me, I went with a, a brother and a friend, you know, um, you know, his wife is actually here on stage. Sister Maggie that's there is the wife of my friend, uh, brother Roland, that I went together. You know, I don't know if he's listening uh, or not. But, you know, we, uh, we went down to this place and we stood we stood in that, on that stage because they were, were told that there were so many powers of, you know, evil powers and so forth. Now, of course, we know in the power of God, <laughs> you know, we, we're never worried and scared about all these things. But look, if you don't know the real power of God, I can tell you stories, but I won't, of where people have gone, you know, to preach somewhere, you know, back in Africa in those places. And if you didn't know the power of God, those demonic parties, they struck, they struck down people who were saying they were preaching the power of God. And they got paralyzed and so forth. Because they didn't have the real power. <laughs> but myself and my friend, we went to this place. We stood there on stage, challenged all these wicked, you know, warlords and wizards and all these things they were doing to come to the stage. Come to the stage. And show us your power already. <laughs> and we could see them in the back, the crowds, of hundreds, maybe even thousands of people in the field, open air thing. And they were in the back trying to do some things. Come to the stage already. And they were terrorizing the people in that city. You know, but none of them could come. Because there was a power that they saw, they couldn't come. So there was this woman that was bound about, she was about 11 and a half months pregnant. She had this big stomach. She had been bound, you know, by this witchcraft that she would never have that pregnancy. She would not deliver. She would not have miscarriage. She would have that stomach like that for the rest of her life. And, the, you know, all the city was bound in fear under the power of this witchcraft and everything that was going on. Well, you know, she came to prayer. I said to the lady, I said, well, you know, they told me this story. I said, well, don't worry about that. Before we leave this city... You will have this child. <laughs> it was that simple, you know. And we were in the we were in the conference. We had a pastors' teaching conference in the mornings and the crusade open air miracle rally in the evenings. And we were in the conference teaching in the morning, the last morning of that event. And I was sitting on stage with my friend brother Roland, and. They were, we were, I was waiting to be introduced and somebody started passing a note and they passed a note to me and I read it and they said that lady and everybody knew her in that village that lady delivered this money and when they I gave it back to the person or somebody to read the thing and they read it and that place erupted it just erupted <laughs> you know miracles signs and wonders are real I did say this was the last, but let me quickly tell you this. I apologize for that. I just remember this. I wasn't intending. You know, there was another place I was in, a, a, a lady who was healed of an advanced case of, of, uh, of cancer. Advanced case of cancer. I don't know if it was stage four, whatever it was. You know, she came to prayer. And after I prayed for her, you know, I didn't even know anything about it until, and I left. This was in the Philippines a few years ago. And I left. And uh, a year or two passed by, I think almost two years, and then I get an email from her, and she was describing that story. Now, this, listen to this. She was healed. She was a Muslim, because we used to go to this Muslim 
dark places in these regions. We didn't go to the places where the famous preachers went. You know, we let the famous preachers do that. But when we went, we went to the villages where nobody would go. You know, Jesus went to the villages and preached. And we went to these villages where they were bound with, you know, Islam and all this witchcraft and so forth. And this lady, when she was healed, I didn't even know it because she didn't come back to testify. Because it, as I found out, it was like the second to the last night of the of the event. And then a couple years later, she sent me an email and said that, uh, you know, um, Sister Anna Lou, Mary Lou or something, you know, you may not remember me, this and that and so forth. And as I was reading, I remembered. Here's what happened. She was healed of that advanced case of cancer. And because of that, she gave her life to Christ. Now, miracles, signs, and wonders are real. She gave her life to Christ. She turned from Islam to the Lord. Nine, eight or nine members of her family were saved. They were all Muslims. She became an evangelist because of that. And she started using this miracle as a testimony. She started a church gathering in her house. <laughs> you know, in their village, and so on and so forth. So you can see the impact of miracles, signs, and wonders. Ladies and gentlemen, let me wrap this up here so that other people may have a chance to speak. But I tell you what, I've laid it out there, and you can see how that the, you know, the power of the gospel through miracles, through signs and wonders are so, so real. You know, we, my challenge to us today is that we need to go back with that endowment of power. And if we are out here on Clubhouse preaching the gospel of the kingdom, we need a demonstration of power. You know, one of these days, maybe I hold a room, you know, here. But, you know, these things don't happen on Clubhouse as much as in the marketplace. You have to go out because, you know, we can't be waiting for people to come to church. can't be waiting for people to come to our Clubhouse rooms. This is just a teaching room. We gotta take this message and go out. But I guarantee you, you know, anytime I pray for the sick or do any of these things, miracles happen. They happen on stage. They happen outside the stage. They happen everywhere. We've we had wheelchair cases even at our church, local church here. You know, we had all kinds of things going on. So our, my challenge to us today is let's go back to this gospel of power, that demonstration of a kingdom. And let's not just stop at just teaching and preaching and doing this and so forth, which is great. And let's not stop. Those of you who say, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, I speak with tongues. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you speak with tongues, you can't lay hands on the sick and heal the sick. You can't cast out devils. You can't do all these things. And you got to go back for another infilling of the Holy Ghost for an endowment of power. You know, so that you can actually be doing the things that you should supposed to do to bring people to the kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Pastor Yato and I will yield my mic here to the lovely Lady Ebon. After that, I'm coming to you, uh, Brother Derek, thank you for waiting and I'm coming to others who are on stage. God bless you. God bless you. I hope that this message has impacted you and has challenged you and hopefully you engaged in the spirit and not in the flesh because 2 Corinthians 5 and 16, we know no man anymore after the flesh. Not even Christ. We're not doing things in the flesh anymore. We're walking in the spirit. God bless you. I yield my mic.